All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uremchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Saturday night was not all right. Hey. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> Good one. You like that one? Is that Elton John? I'm not sure. I'm not a big music guy. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day, a Monday edition of the program, live from the Sports Closet Studio and live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat is popping off. You're all pissed off, and for good reason. My boy Tyler Mulek is in with the first comment. Happy belated birthday, Ty Ty. Thank you, Mr. Mulek. Don't worry, these losses are all in the script. So Vegas boosts the odds for an <laughs> Oilers Stanley Cup win. Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. Buy low or something. Well, if that's the script, then it's uh I don't like it so far. Here that'll be a fairy tale ending. <laughs> here's a uh, a positive way to look at this. We're just getting the low point of the season out of the way early. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. But I like starting on a high. You know, you got you the vibes of the open. You can only go up from here. You can only go up. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, it is only two <laughs> games. 80 and 2 ain't so bad, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's the, the part that sucks is like the goals are allowing. Mm-hmm. It's just purely, I honestly will stand by this. I think all four goals allowed on Saturday were the Edmonton Oilers' fault. We'll go through that. Okay. We'll break down the entire game today. We're going to be joined by our pal Robin Brownlee in about 20 minutes. Rubes is going to hop on the show, senior writer at Oilers Nation. He's going to maybe help us take a bit of a look forward through the rest of the week for the Oilers and what we're seeing at Skate today. 
Um, and we're going to take your comments in the YouTube chat. Sergeant Battle, no need to panic, but I am a little scared seeing Woody already blundering the lines at practice. Maybe it's just some good old-fashioned Woodcroft deception, though. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. We'll try to keep this thing in, in somewhat chronological order. Uh, but Liam, first off, can I set the light goal today? You may. The light goal today on the Oilers Nation YouTube is 80. Because oh. that's how many games are still <laughs> left in the season, folks. Deep breath. All good. No reason to freak out yet. Yet. With that being said, there are some relatively concerning signs when it comes to this hockey club as the Oilers drop a 4-3 decision at the hands of the Vancouver Canucks. A game that started off really well, Liam. And actually, it's going to be my Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Protect your memories and more with Alberta Blue Cross and their travel insurance. ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. There's only one thing better than making memories. Or sorry, one thing better than sharing memories. It's making new ones, Liam. Uh, my moment of the game was that first shift from the Oilers. Oh, that, that was awesome. Unbelievable. 54 seconds in, you rack up five shots on net. You dumped pucks in, went and forced turnovers. The Canucks blue liners were shaking in their boots. You score a goal by going to the net hard with some jam. Like, look at that, man. This is the hardest the Oilers work. There was a turnover by the net, a turnover right there. You make a couple of smart perimeter plays here, throw a puck on net, keep battling, keep battling, keep battling, even dry settle. Don't just sit on the side. Boom, go to the blue paint, get rewarded. That shift, the way they hammered pucks into the zone, didn't try to get cute, carrying it over the zone, in the, over the blue line in the middle of the ice. They worked hard and it worked out. And then the next 58 minutes, it, I mean, they played fine, but they didn't work that hard. And that was kind of my problem. Yeah. The, um, I really thought that first shift we were going to get a, a good old ass whooping for the Edmonton Oilers. I thought they were going to come out hot and heavy for the rest of the period and just really give it to the Vancouver Canucks. What happened was they had three more shots the rest of the period and Vancouver scored two goals and the Oilers were down two one after one. It was crazy. Like it was unbelievable what happened in that first period specifically that they weren't able to keep like the pedal to the metal because really it was an absolute perfect start to your home opener. The crowd would have been into the game after seeing that and being like, okay, this team is going to work hard tonight. Mm -hmm. We didn't see it enough, unfortunately. The Oilers power play did come to play. Connor McDavid picked up his first of the season, assist going to Nuge and Dreisaitl and a goal that really brought Rogers place alive. You're feeling down when you're down two one heading into the middle frame, get a power play at the end of the period. And then you make the Vancouver next pay again. What's the common theme here? Bring pucks to high traffic areas. Don't sit on the perimeter, get in there, get your hands dirty. Also the play started with a turnover and boom, you get rewarded. The issue and where things really, really, really got bad was what happened. Let me do some quick math here. here it wasn't even a minute. 51 seconds later, Liam, when there, there's a good amount to like on this play. Okay. You win a little battle here. You use your speed off the rush, force a turnover. Boom. You're coming in on odd man. Cody Cece says, you know what? There's three Canucks up ice. I can hop up in the rush. Darnell Nurse decides, you know what? Hopping up looks fun. All my friends are doing it. I'm in. That was a poor choice by Darnell Nurse. A really poor choice. I would also add something people aren't really talking about in the frustration of this play is when you have an odd man rush and you can sense everyone jumping up in the play, do not shoot the puck wide of the net. No. That is like a kind of 
hockey IQ play that I don't think a lot of people picked up on. Run it again here. Who, who is a forward here? I can't it, remember. It's Fogel who Fogel. takes the shot. Okay. Fogel drives in, okay, drops it off, makes a smart play. That pass probably should have just gone to the middle. Like you can see where Darnell Nurse thought there was a lane in an opening. It's a terrible read because you need to see that your defensive partner is also open the rush. Your job if you're Darnell Nurse is to keep pucks out of your net, not put them in the other one. I understand where he sees like, okay, if I get this pass, I have a clear shot to the front of the net. They make a pass to the outside. Warren Fogle, that's not a spot you're going to score from. No. And if you're going for the rebound, hit the net. You can see actually in the video, Don Helmers calls for the puck. Like you can see him stop, tap his stick on the ice when he's coming through. So like he's obviously in the offensive mindset too. But like mm-hmm. as a veteran defender, he's right here. You see him tap. He is wide open. Man. He's wide. He's I actually would have been a great play <laughs> to be fair. And it wasn't even that unrealistic of a play to expect no, him to make. So it, again, it like. But he needs to read that situation better. Yeah, Aaron, can we maybe be on the pause button here in like a second? Okay, let's pause it right here. Stay. Daryl, stay. (laughs) Okay. If you can bring this puck to the close side, to the camera side, you have Nurse there, and it's going to open up a couple of lanes because you also have Holloway going to the net, and that defenseman in the middle is paying basically zero attention to him. Yeah. Instead, hit play. You force it to the outside where, again, Fogel could have just stopped up. Like, that's not a three-on-one. That's not even a four-on-two. It was a five-on-three slash five-on-four rush for the most part. There is not a ton of pressure to generate a shot off this rush. A perfectly fine play would have been slamming on the brakes there and setting it up. Yeah, Forcing a shot wide is dumb. I'm fairly confident... That if that was almost any other Oilers forward within the top nine, they probably would have seen a wide open Don Elmerse. Probably. Probably. And I know that's what Don Elmerse, when you play most of your minutes with McDavid or Dreisel, is probably thinking in his head. is like, someone's going to see me here and then they don't. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a, a reflect of bad plays. I don't put that on Stuart Skinner because it's a two-on-o from center ice. What are you going to do? But it did feel like everyone and their dog knew that that puck was about to get centered across. He even did. He moved over. He shuffled and just kind of slipped, fell, and it went five hole. It was an ugly one. Okay, one more time, because Tyler Mueller commented and said, CeCe holding hands with McLeod is wild. It is close, but it's the path that he's on. Yeah, I mean, let's watch again here, right? Okay, he sees that he makes that pass. He's got to step on that guy. I don't hate it, but again... Uh, and maybe if Nurse isn't up in the rush, it gives CeCe more space to peel off. CeCe should probably be trying to get to an open area a bit yeah. more aggressively. There's a lot, like, piling on Darnell Nurse, I hate the read by Darnell Nurse. I am not even really sitting here defending it. There were two or three other things we just pointed out that went terribly wrong on that play, and they were bonehead decisions. They weren't bad bounces. They weren't bad breaks. That puck's got to be on net. Darnell Nurse can't jump in the rush if he sees his guy. Cody CeCe, if you're jumping up in the rush, Go somewhere useful. Maybe CC should have been the one that's... T- I don't know. It's so easy to just nitpick it. I know. I think yep. Nurse should have been the one, and I think he needs to take most of the blame for it, but the second blame is on Fogel yep. for making a terrible read. Adam is in and says, if the puck doesn't rim out, it's fine. Brutal luck. No, man. Hit the net, and the, pu- the yeah. puck won't rim out if you hit the net, right? So that was an annoying one. That ties up the game at two. Or sorry, gives Vancouver a 3-2 lead. Then the Oilers tied up. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh, um, boy. They forgot about Nuge, it appears, because this was almost like a beer league goal where like the penalty kill just kind of stood around and 
you, you saw shades of why the Vancouver Canucks finished dead yeah. last in the league in PK percentage last year. Look at all that open ice. No one was just interested at all in going to get him. And that's a laser from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. So shout out to Nugent. He got on the board his first of the year. 3.9 for Ryan for Nugent Nuge. Hopkins. Yeah. Big night for the Nugent. The Oilers stars were not a problem. All three of them found the back of the net. And the only players to have scored points for the Oilers this season are the first unit power play. That's the problem. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We will talk about that. Uh, third period, Sam Lafferty gets the winner for the Vancouver Canucks, 256 in. Um, a play where Matthias Ekholm looked like a guy who hadn't played in the preseason, looked like a 32-year-old defenseman nursing a lower body injury. It was not great. Again, puck rimmed in. Bad pa- or bad play there, not being able to pick it up cleanly and on the draw. Off. And Lafferty just burns past him. I will say... The one goal where I was really like, Stu's got to stop that thing. This is the one. I know you're going to say odd man rush and Ekholm got beat wide. It's also totally fine to blame a goalie every once in a while. And when you look down at the other end of the ice and watched Casey DeFreakin' Smith stop basically everything thrown his way. Again, the Oilers played fine for the most part in this hockey game. There was a few breakdowns and a goal that shouldn't have gotten in. And they, to an extent, got goalied. But that, that one's got to be stopped. Other teams' goalies make that stop. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, especially when you're only facing 16 shots, mm-hmm. you need one save. And that was the one New Orleans needed. It, again, it was just a goal that had numerous mistakes involved in it. Like, Connor Brown has to get, pick up that puck off the boards. Has to. Has to. That immediately leads to the rush by Vancouver. Ekholm loses a step, gets beat by Lafferty. But boy, oh boy, Skinner, you need to be the one that ends the, the it, ripple of mistakes. Be a number one goalie, right? Make the save. Yeah. It's right there for you. I know it's like, it, it's actually a good play, play by Lafferty to be able to get that shot off after being somewhat tied up by Ekholm too. But like, anticipate that, man. Like, you can't just assume that Ekholm is going to be able to deal with that. You need to be there to make the save. And he wasn't. And now it's been, I don't know. I don't think Skinner was terrible in that game by any means. But again, it's Taylor's oldest time with his team. The stat line the don't look tender. too good. Yeah, you need one save from your goaltender, and the others didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I think YouTube flagged us for playing the highlights too much. Yeah, I think they did too. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Yeah. So if you're in the chat right now, you're an OG because the algorithm is not going to do us any favors today. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Who are you more worried about when it comes to... Actually, you know what? we're going to save that for Brownlee. I'm going to ask that question to Robin Brownlee because yeah. goaltending is a little concerning. Can we play the other two goals if we're already... Liked. Yeah, sure. Do it. The, the tippins. These. What's YouTube going to do? Get more mad at us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's the Kuzmenko one. The very first one. Okay. This one is interesting because it's a penalty kill. So it's like, can't do too much, but like battle a little bit in front. This is just like the guy is wide open. He sneaks in right behind there and nobody does anything. Everyone just moves out of the way. He's untouched right now. Yeah. He doesn't get touched at all. He's not getting touched at all. It gets a tip. Okay, it's a penalty kill. I get it. You're a man down, whatever. The second one is brutal. Unfortunately, Broberg was on the ice with both of them. However, I think this one is Brett Kulak's man to make a deal. Like, Oglander might be the smallest guy on the ice. He probably is. Yeah. How is he untouched in front of the net? Like, you see, again, I think it's right here, isn't it? Whatever. It's right as he comes out. Just stands in front of the net, and nobody touches him. And he just gets a tip, and it's a goal. Like neither was of them cool. his fault. That was Kulak. Yeah, it was Kulak's yeah. fault. Yeah. And this is the issue. We saw it on one side of the ice. The Oilers work hard in that first that first goal to get the park, and it's great. The second goal, uh, was the second McDavid to work hard in front to get it. 
But all of a sudden, once the puck crosses the red line and you're in a defensive zone, nobody wants to touch anybody and work hard to actually defend your own net. And two goals were allowed in that game because of a lack of effort in front when the Oilers defenders just don't want to touch anybody. I just can't mm-hmm. understand that mentality at all. Even and physical. just for me, it was all about, we said on the pregame, we wanted a quick start, fast start in front of the home crowd. Boom. We got, got it. it. Yeah. I want my D-men to be at least a little yeah. fired up at that point. Protect your paint, protect your crease, crack a guy in the back, do something, man. Like that Kuzmenko one. He is literally untouched, what feels like for five seconds yes. in front of the net. And whoops, surprise. He talked. It's in the back of the net. We were fired up on After Dark. That's for sure. Should be. Yeah, what were, what were the comments like on After Dark? I saw a lot of people were watching. The comments were a lot of Evan Bouchard on him. Oh, I forgot about him. That might, have been the worst, that might have been the worst hockey game I've ever seen Evan Bouchard play. Dude, he couldn't even hold yeah. the line in. Couldn't he couldn't anything. complete breakout passes. Yeah, he was clapping a couple from the point on the power play, but that's what he's paid to do. There was a uh, the glaring, like everybody I think kind of agreed for the most part that Darnell didn't have the worst game, but it's the visual of that two on O that, especially Evan in Bou- our chats. They're going to come Bouchard for you, sucked, but none of them ended, wound up in the back of the Oilers net, yep. which is just the way the breaks you can kind of get throughout a year. Because, yeah, Darnell Nurse, I thought, actually played a pretty solid yeah, hockey game, yeah. but his one blunder resulted in a two on oh. It's like a really, really bad blunder. So, Darnell Nurse, sorry, five on five on the ice, outshot Vancouver 17 to six. And that was the best by an Oilers defenseman. That's a really good number. Yeah. He was good. There you go. But the people never want it, right? And like the one mistake, I'm not it's the visual the one mistake, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's an easy thing to latch on to. Um the crowd was getting on to him again in the game, like wasn't great. Um Tyler Mew, like something nurse used to be was nasty in front of the net. He's missing that edge again. I think so. I would agree mm-hmm. with that take. But also what I would say was he wasn't on the ice for either of those goals. Neither of them are on him. The nice Brett Kulak's gotta go. Put a stick in the guy's ribs there. Brett right? Kulak hasn't had a great two games to start the season. No, he is not. Can't, you can't find me a defenseman who did. Like, yeah. Again, I know we kind of got into this debate on, mm-hmm. on the pregame show, Aaron, but maybe you should have played DeHarnay. Maybe DeHarnay gives you that edge. I don't know. I, I personally like Broberg more, but if you're going to sit there and get your, your shit ran in front of your own net consistently, maybe you need to play a tougher guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And then you go up against, who do they play tomorrow? Nashville? Yeah. Smashville? Smashville. The like mayor's in town. Known to be like an aggressive team. Ryan O'Reilly's going to be going hard to the net. And then on Thursday, you have Philadelphia. I know they're not very good, but you think Travis Connect, he's not going to let battle to get to the front of the net and be physical and all yeah. that kind of he's stuff. He's had a hot start to the They're going to do too. it. That's the way those teams play because they're going to scrape for wins. And the Oilers, I know it's, they're two games in and he's 80 left, but they need to act like they actually want to try and win a game and not just think it should be given to them. Can I give us a positive spin here that I see Lance just pulled out here? As we said on the post game, it's that third line. The third line is absolutely buzzing out there. I'm loving Dylan Holloway. What about you, Ty? Yeah, I, I've really liked what I've seen from, uh, from the third line. I don't like that they're already getting broken up in practice. I think, again, yeah, have yeah. They, okay, they haven't scored through two games. Okay. I still think that is a trio you just keep together and let them develop their chemistry. I don't like going to this blender as quick as they are. Warren Fogle has been fine outside of the one really bad blunder. I, I don't love this. What I'm looking at on the screen right now with, with the new look lines from Gregor, it's it's too reactionary and it's not the root problem. The Oilers' problem is not their line combos. It is not chemistry. It's nothing like that. One, they got goalied. Leon Dreisaitl hit a post on the five on three. 
Yeah. The Oilers got a couple of really nice looks on that five on three. Like they were a break away from winning that game and they were the better team on Saturday night. Doing that and just moving back to the same old, same old nuclear option on the top line, everything else, pray you can get some bounces and they'll sort it out. I, I don't like that. No, I agree. I don't think the issue is the forward group by any means. I mean, like you said, a couple of breaks um, Saturday and it would have been the other way. But instead, Vancouver got those breaks, right? Like, especially the one that ended on a 2 on 0. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go weeks without seeing a 2 on 0 in an Edmonton from game. center ice. Uh, from center ice. Like, it's just one of those things that unfortunately happened. I don't like the blender, but it doesn't surprise me at all because we've seen it through two games already. Yeah. Okay. There are a bunch of people in the chat bringing up the Vinny DeHarnay for Sam Lafferty rumors. Uh, Jake says, should have accepted the Lafferty for Vinny trade. Vinny isn't in the lineup. Anyways, someone else said Lafferty gets the game winning goal. Vinny's healthy scratch. If the Oilers had made that trade, Phil Giuseppe or some shit would have scored the game winner. <laughs> and you all would be commenting, why'd you trade the only tough defenseman you have? You can't take care of the front of your own net. So... Yeah. No, I'm not I'm not buying that stuff. Also depth. Mm-hmm. You need it. We've seen it in the playoffs. We saw it. Like you need guys that can actually step into the lineup and play. Yeah. Vinny can play. I know he had these moments in the playoffs, but I actually think the good outweighed the bad for the most part. And then behind him, you can have an Nemo Linen, then you can have a Gleason. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. What's probably not going to work is when you just have Nemo Linen and Gleason and no Vinny. Mm-hmm. You need these guys. All right, Robin Brownlee is going to join us in 10 minutes. You're all fire in the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat. Hammer that like button. We're looking to get to a goal of 80 likes today. So hammer that thing. Um, let's let's put the Oilers talk on the side for a second. Let's talk about what else went on this weekend. Let's get into the weekend recap brought to you okay. by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstoneins.ca. They insure the nation truck. So if I trust them, you can trust them. They're real good people there. Bill always takes care of me at Cornerstone. A uh, ton of payment options too. If you're a month-to-month guy, they got you. Year if you want year to year, sure. I go every four months. A quarterly. That would be uh, yep. a thirdly. Thirdly. Every form, every th- you're thirdly. Yeah, I'm thirdly, not quarterly. Every four months. I like it. It's pretty good. I don't know why, but I do. Cornerstone takes care of it. Uh, all right. Austin Matthews is, <laughs> you know what? He good. Shoot me if you must. Most electric player in the NHL right now. In general, it's still Connor McDavid, but like right now, man, I actually can't wait to watch the Leafs game tonight. I I really want to see this dude get a third hat trick. You could argue the two most electric players in the NHL playing right tonight. Because Matthews, Connor Bernard, yeah, yeah, honestly, the two two guys who, yeah, like outside of Edmonton, obviously, but you want to watch and I, I will be tuning into this game. I've watched every Connor Bernard game so far. Really, he's very exciting. He's very exciting. I am curious to see if Matthews can. Can do it again. Yeah. I'll be heading over to Betway to place a couple of bucks on it. I think I'm gonna. <laughs> You're gonna back it. I mean, why not? You gotta have some fun, right? We're not having much fun now. It's a game. So <laughs> see what the Leafs can do. <laughs> Seventy goals, realistic? Uh, no, no, no. It's That's crazy. It's not. It, I mean, I don't think it's this is starting with six and two games just is such a big advantage. Yeah, but if he had just had like two adricks back to back in December as well, like I don't know, like it's just like I said, there's 80 games left. Matthews has gone cold before for like spots. Like yeah. 70 is just tough. 60, 100%. Like 70, yeah. I don't know. He's got to stay healthy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 70 this year. I would be. I'd be sure. Really? Okay. Shocked. 
Shocked. Shocked is a hard one. is a crazy number of goals. Yeah, it's been like 30 years. If there was a guy to do it, definitely. We're in an era where Connor McDavid's scoring 150 some points. I know, I know. I I don't think it's like out of the question. I guess I just I would be surprised if someone hit 70 goals. But I think we'll get multiple 60 goal guys again. Speaking of Connor Bedard, he made his Hockey Night in Canada debut on Saturday. And the Montreal Canadiens faithful, Bell Center faithful, booed him when he touched the puck. I asked Frank this question. I'll ask you, pass or fail? Are you good with it? Or were you like, uh, loser, losers? Uh, I'm going to say fail. I I mean, at the moment, I thought, are they booing him? And then it just like continues. It's like, okay, like it's kind of old, especially supposedly they cheered him in the warmups as well. Like, really? Like it had been like 10 minutes into the game and you're already booing the guys? The mind games are kind of funny. I mean, it's it's good vibes, and that's Montreal hockey, really. Yeah. I, like, but like, I think that's cool. why I'm okay with it. Like, I just thought it was weird. I think Montreal fans, because of how they get a pass, the is, they get a they, pass, they get a bit of a pass, and it's they don't like, speak hey, the language literally and figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you know, you call it Bell Center the cathedral of hockey. There's something different. Like if they were booing him in Pittsburgh, I would have been like, shut up. Yeah. Even even if Oilers fans booed him, I'd be like, meh, kind of lame. But Montreal, you want to give them like kind of like a rude welcome to the NHL thing. I don't think it was really done out of like a boo, we hate you. I think it was more of like a welcome to Montreal. Yeah, it's welcome not to the NHL, buddy. Make it yeah. difficult for him. Yeah, and I, I kind of see it from that perspective too. But I don't know. Just kind of, it's kind of strange. I wish he would have scored and been able to do like a, like an yeah. or something like that. But you got a point. And we hit my bet. That was nice. Thank you, Connor Bedard. NFL. Oh, sorry, I was going to say an electric player though. I love watching Cole Caulfield play. Oh man, dude, he that goalie so scored was sick. Yeah, he's an he's an electric player, and I I like the the young group Montreal had. They're actually quite an exciting team to watch. The threats at both ends. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a lot of take goal, the over, smash now, the over. Kirby Doc's out for a, a month or so. Mm-hmm. I think they said right. That was a big hit. Big hit. Uh, he might be a longer than a month. Yeah, a couple yeah months. it I sounds like so. it's going to be really long-term LTIR and all that for uh, for Kirby Doc. So not ideal. Uh, okay, quickly, NFL weekend recap. The Buffalo Bills tried to lose that game. They won yeah, the game, though. Did. So shout out to the Bills. But Liam, son of a gun, your Detroit Lions are the best team in football. We are amazing. It's unbelievable. It is. And they're fun to watch, like yes. all of it. Defense, offense, weapons, good quarterback. <laughs> like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe I'm a bit of a homer, but Jared Goff should be in the MVP conversation. He should be. Buddy. He is so, so good. And I he's Jared Goff, and I am amazed by him every week. But he picked apart that Buccaneers defense. He does yeah. it every single week. Decent defense, too, in Tampa. Yeah, very good defense. Yeah. Like, and I the offensive line is very good. St. Brown is Dude, amazing. it's third and St. Brown. Every well, time it's a third down, I'm like, oh, they must know where the ball's going. But what people don't want to accept is the fact that like, last week St. Brown and Gibson didn't play. This mm-hmm. week, David Montgomery played like three snaps. A couple of weeks before that, like Williams wasn't available. They also lost, I think, their right guard. Like yeah. this team is getting injured, and Jaron Goff is finding a way. And the defense is incredible too. Hutchinson is nuts. They're a great team. So I did a fifty-five to one parlay this weekend. Probably hit. Of course. <laughs> Go chase the juice. Raheem Mostert two plus TDs. Cash. cash. Yes. Travis Etienne two plus TDs. Cash. So I'm sitting there going to the afternoon Holy. games, oh only needing David Montgomery to get me two TDs. Ah. And I watched the dude get hurt. I could have taken a <laughs> cash out. Could have taken a cash out at like 12 to 1. I didn't take it. Yeah, it's big dummy. A couple of weeks now, he's going to be out. Probably. Okay, my last football question for you. Are the New England Patriots the worst team in football? Yes. Mm, I didn't want you to say that. They, they are. <laughs> like, at least Denver have like some hope. 
Like there are there's nothing in bad. New England. Carolina of Bryce Young. New England are terrible, and it's their own doing. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it is really hard bad. to watch. Really bad. Yeah, Mac Jones sucks. Yeah. Zach Wilson might not suck. Though. He might be good. Let's beat the Eagles. He might be okay. He might be okay. They just need him to not screw it up. Just don't oh, screw it up. Fuck it up. But yeah, also, like sorry. everyone was getting yeah, on him, but like it's almost like they just had to develop him a little bit. You know, they're three and three. You could argue they might be three and three with Aaron Rodgers. Dude, there's videos of Rodgers on the sideline just throwing the ball. Walking around without crutches. Like, <laughs> what, what is this guy? What is he, he eating back? or smoking in his world? I'm sure <laughs> yes. he's probably ayahuasca. There you go. Uh, Texas Rangers beat the Houston Astros in the ALCS. I could not drum up a matchup I would give a shit about less in Major League Baseball and an ALCS. I do not care who wins the series. The Rangers, I mean, I'm a Jays fan, so I naturally hate the Rangers, the Astros. I don't want to see them win, yeah. but I will admit they're way more of a fun team to watch than the Rangers. So then I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I do want the Astros to win just because of the storyline. So I don't know. You, you think Texas is burning down right now? Yeah. Are we I, Philly boys? Yeah, I think, I think we're, we're supporting Frank and we're Philly boys. Okay, we'll help Frank. Go Phillies. Go Phils. Phillies hats on game days. It is a game day. No, yes. Neither of us wore Phillies hats. Get one you kind of have the Phillies maroon that's why, color. That's why on. I wore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I bleed. I bleed for the Phillies. <laughs> bleed maroon. Uh, there you go. There's your weekend recap for our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. Uh, let's get to the Star Mechanical guest line. Star Mechanical, Liam. Did you know they're Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company? I've heard about this. You've heard about <laughs> it because I say it every show. You can find out more by visiting them online at starmechanical.ca. Let's get to our guest today. It's Robin Brownlee. <laughs> Robin, welcome back to the show. How's it going? <laughs> I like that intro. Works for me. I like we came up with that. I came up with that. Like that was, that was, a lot. Lot. Dude, that was good. That was good. Uh, all right, Robin, let's talk about this just horrendous 0-2 start for the Edmonton Oilers. People are mad at the blue line. People are mad at the goaltending, the lack of work ethic. All the coaches are catching some shrapnel and all of this. Uh, what is number one on the list of problems for the Edmonton Oilers right now? You know what? When I look at it, to me, the bottom line is this simple. You need a save once in a while. That's not to say that Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell have been awful. It means that you every once in a while want to say, hey, man, nice save, and the puck goes up the other way. They're not getting the big save. They're not getting awful goaltending, in my opinion, but they're not getting the timely save or the big save. They need just one of those. I thought the other night, I didn't like that fourth goal much, but I didn't think the others were uh, uh, a case of bad goaltending. So to me, it's the same thing we went into the season looking at. you got to keep the puck out of your own net. That's a combination of the two goaltenders. It's also a combination of a defense that looks a little discombobulated right now, to use a good old-fashioned term. Um Matthias Ekholm is back after missing camp and preseason, and he looked like it. And that's one of their most important guys. Darnell Nurse has uh, got caught up the ice the other night, although it would be nice if you didn't do the sh- It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. it and out the other side it goes thing that... Uh, Warren Fogle did. So, you know what? I don't think it's, it, it's, is there, a, is there a happy middle ground? You guys tell me this between, oh shit, it's big time trouble and, oh, never mind. It's okay. Everything is good. Like there's, there's a middle ground in there and I'm not sure where the fans come down on it. But all I know is you don't want to go to Nashville and then, head out for the flight to Philly at 0-3, that becomes a problem. Yeah, and I mean, I think part of the issue where we, because the truth's always in the middle. There's people who are going to sit there and be like, 80 more games, and I get that. There's people who are going to be really mad. I I get that to an extent. The issue for me is, Robin, how much did we hear about they're back for captain skate early. Connor's got these guys dialed in. McDavid and Dreisaitl are focused into another level, and this team's learned some hard lessons. And then you watch these first two games and it's the same stuff that plagued them in the playoffs, right? Like game one, slow start, sloppy, lack of work ethic. It's all the same problems. And it's like, man, we really bought that lip service for the last month about how this year's different. Yeah. And that, you know, the, the old saying, and and it's nothing new. Um, I, you know, I had a friend who always said it was an editor actually, who was a friend. Um, don't tell me show me and there's a big difference in other words don't tell me what you're going to do do what you're going to do and we're not seeing that yet so whether you want to you know say talk is cheap uh what good are the captain skates when you look at how they've come out here again not panic city it's not the seasons in the toilet but yeah what about all that preparation what about connor and leon being all in and where those two guys go the rest will follow we haven't seen that yet it's been uneven at best uh really bad in spots and again um you can only say well it's really early so often because it it can get late in a big time hurry if you come back 0 and 4 yeah you were a guy who was uh, on the Oilers beat for a long time. And I want to talk, I want to go back to opening night year because that was one of the worst beat downs we have seen the Oilers suffer in a while. Do you have a good Robin Brownlee story from one of your days on the beat of just a terrible, terrible beat down that maybe you either watch the Oilers suffer or you watch them play to someone else? Like when you hear big blowout and Oilers, what's maybe the first game that jumps into your mind? <laughs> 
I remember, you know what? Somebody asked me, I don't know if maybe it was a question on our mailbag at Oilers Nation, uh, Tyler. Um, I, I don't know if it, it wasn't the biggest blowout, but it was the biggest loss. Um, and I didn't count that in terms of goals. And this is, may not be what you're looking for. I thought the biggest loss was, I mean, there's been, I've seen lots of games that are one-sided, but to, to me, the holy cow, this can't be real moment was when the, the Oilers lost the first game of the cup final to Carolina, we're all going, Oh shit. Um, there goes Rollis and we're finished. Well, guess what? On top of that, they were up three to nothing in that game. So that, that to me is the biggest loss I can recall in terms of goals and, and big wins or big losses. They, they come and they go. They, I've seen them win big some nights and lose big some nights. I've never seen a loss anywhere near that magnitude on opening night. I don't know if you guys have gone through the uh, record book uh, or the internet to take a look. Um, I was just looking this morning to see when's the last – you know, what's the record for number of losses to start a season? Um, it's four. It was McDavid's rookie year. Um, big losses. Uh, too many Too many to think of, both uh, for and against, my friend. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Let's start to look ahead because we've now yeah, at Oilers Nation and all the fans have been stewing on the 0-2 start now for long enough. Uh, today, the Oilers take to the ice for their skate and Jay Woodcroft's going to the blender a little bit. Warren Fogle up on the second line, Connor Brown down on the third line, and he's going nuclear with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle together back up on the top line. I don't love this approach. I, I think over the course of 82 games, they need to keep these two separate more than they're together. I don't mind in a game like, down by a goal with 10 minutes to go, play them together. Coming off an icing, give them a shift together. Throw throw the other team off a little bit. But this idea of you faced a little adversity early in the year, and now you just want to go 97 and 29 right off the jump, I think it just makes the rest of the lineup too weak. I, I don't love it. Are you on the same side as me, or do you disagree? You know what? I'm, I'm with you, Tyler. In fact, I was listening early this morning, uh, and uh, Spec was on with uh, Kevin Carius. Uh, on 1440 and he put it in the simplest of terms now it's not always true but he does make the point you know you got the oilers where you want them as soon as you see 97 and 29 together in other words that's the holy cow we got to get something going here um i don't know that i like the approach but what i would what i would say uh in that context is i haven't much liked uh Connor Brown to this point, I thought yeah. he looked a little. I, I, I get it. I, I get it. It's preseason. They are in NHL lineups, but I thought he might come out of the out of the gate um, looking really good. Something to prove. Back with McDavid, um, he's a good player. I mean, but he hasn't had a great start, and neither has a Vander Kane. So when your a couple of your top end guys in that top six start slow. Um, what do you do? I mean, I think you maybe look at mixing things up a little bit, but to me, when I see 90, 97, 29, I go, nah, that's, you know, well, you can't accuse them of making the move too late. I think it might be a little too early though. Fair enough. Uh, our guy, Tyler Mulick is in the YouTube chat with an interesting question. And I see some people are liking the questions. So I'm assuming the people want me to ask the question. Uh, he wanted to know if you could answer this question. How did how did Slats handle Gretzen Messier in the 80s? How often did they play together? Did they do this where they would go nuclear with both of them? 
<laughs> I, I really, I really am perceived as a fossil out there. <laughs> you know what? As, as, as long in the tooth as I'm getting, guys, I got to tell you, by the time I got here, I got here in time for the last Stanley Cup. I got here in the 89 oh. 90 season. Well, we know what that was about. Gretz was already gone. Uh, he was wearing yeah. an LA Kings uniform. And so uh, I don't know how, you know, maybe Jim Matheson could tell you. I'm sure he could, but I'm not sure. But the thing was, it's a nice problem to have, eh? Who do we go yeah. with? Let's see. We got Gretzky, Messier, uh, Curry. Anderson, who else is in the Hall of Fame? Uh, you know, and you, and you got to come up with with lines out of that. Now, not downplaying these guys. This is a that's a great one to punch here. But that's there's not four Hall of Fame forwards on this on this team. So I don't know, but I just know that when you start with them, unless you really do something to screw it up, um, you should be able to to make some hay when you start with those two names on your forward depth chart. No. Yeah, yeah, you you would certainly hope. Um, the other thing too, just to go back to the line combos, I thought that third line, Fogel, Holloway, McLeod, has been a really good, consistent source of energy through a couple of games. I know they haven't scored, but they're a third line. They don't need to score every two games. I would have liked to see Woodcroft run with them a little bit longer. Yeah, you know what, and, and you know know this from that line. What you want is for them to break even. That's all you want. Don't get outscored. Uh, and if you get a goal here and there from from guys, I mean, I, 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 Warren Fogel to me has an underrated set of hands on him. I don't see him as a consistent 20-goal scorer, but he's not just a guy who has to beat the puck square and then dump it in the corner and head to the bench. He's a third-line guy. You can, you can get to the net. He can score a little bit. And I have liked the line. Um, but there's a bigger thing, uh, you know, the bigger question is, what's the record? And you're going into Nashville uh, needing to win a hockey game. So that trumps who do you like long term, all things being equal and all things aren't equal when you're Owen too. I like that line too. I'm with you. Who do you start uh, tomorrow in Nashville, Campbell or Skinner? <laughs> I was trying to think of that. I was, you know what, I... I I don't know crap about the goaltending when it comes down to it. You know what? Because I'm I'm always wrong. I mean, if I knew anything about goaltending, <laughs> and people will remember this because I had the stats guys on my ass big time years ago. If I knew anything about goaltending, Jeff Delorier would be in the Hall of Fame by now. Because <laughs> I was I was and, and I love the guy. He came out to the nation anniversary party at the pint years ago, and he's a hell of a kid, and he battles. I thought he was going to battle his way into some good years and, and great numbers with the Oilers. It never worked out. So to bring it back to today, I was gonna, I would have started Campbell uh, the second game today. You know, the way he gets on himself and the way it went for him in the first game, it would have been a – Hey, we still we got your back, kid. Don't worry about it. It's okay to say shake it off and then go sit down by the sticks. It's better to, in my mind, to say shake it off and get back out there and give that give that you know new mental approach that we've heard about uh, a test run. But this game, uh, I don't know. 
I'll, I'll, I'll say Campbell. I, I don't Skinner. Skinner didn't do anything for me the other night to suggest he's uh, he's locked in and you're going to be taking him out of a groove not to uh, not to start him. We got a poll up in the YouTube chat so everybody watching along can have their say. Who do you start tomorrow, Campbell or Skinner, Robin? Um, I apologize for dating you a little bit too hard with the Gretzky Messier question. I am going to firmly deflect blame there to the YouTube chat who led me in a, in the wrong direction. Uh, but we do appreciate you hopping on. We'll do this again soon. Okay, Totter. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. There There's Robin Brownlee, senior writer with Oilers Nation. Mm. Always doing good stuff. He's got a piece up right now. What's the title of that bad boy? He was in the mailbag. He's always buzzing around on uh, on the mailbag. No silver linings with the Oilers 0 and 2 start. You can read Robin Brownlee's latest. Maybe we'll take it, throw it in the description of the YouTube chat. And people can go read Robin's words after the show. Yeah, take a look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I go soup tomorrow. Skinner's been disappointing twice. Campbell's only been disappointing once. Go with the guy who's only disappointed that's you once. Math. Uh, yeah. You're uh, I you know I hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it then. Be like, oh no, we have to like make a decision here. Calvin Picker. I mean, you go back and look through all the goals, and maybe I'm missing a couple on the on the um first game, but Built, they've allowed 12. If I'm thinking correctly, maybe one of them has been a goalie's fault. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, like, that's easy to say. But yeah. I don't think we're, it's, easy, it's easier to blame the goalies, but I, I would probably go with Campbell. Like, I thought about it too. I never said it, but I did think, is, I wonder if they ever would, would have considered going back to Campbell for a Saturday night's game too. I just feel like the plan was always in place. Yep. To just yep. bring in Skinner no matter what. And but, whoever's best out of the two gets game three. And I think yeah. you kind of say Campbell deserves that. Yeah, like, sure, we'll take Campbell. Hopefully they can get a save. Yeah. We, they need to show belief in Campbell more mm-hmm. than any show belief in Stu. Uh, four likes away from our like goal over on the YouTube Century Mile Racetrack and Casino YouTube chat. Get on it. Hammer that like button a couple more times for us. Uh, let's continue along with the show today and get to a new segment we are doing, Liam. It is called The Menu, and it's brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. Nice. DoorDash is back on the show. That's why we have the DoorDash bag behind us and a very cool mug from our friends at DoorDash. Can you grab it without dropping it? Can you give it? I don't know why we put it up there. We should be using it for coffee. But <laughs> I love DoorDash. I use DoorDash all the time mm. as is. So this code, <laughs> this we'll code is very welcome to me. For a limited time, our listeners in Canada can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. Holiday time? Yeah. You don't want to be cooking and buying gifts and putting things together. Just let DoorDash help you out. It is the ultimate holiday hack. DoorDash, again, that promo code is NATION25. It's actually up at the top of your screen, right? Mm -hmm. Right Somewhere over there, right there. Anyways, uh, the menu tonight in the sports world. Liam, we got a doubleheader of playoff baseball action. 2.30, the Rangers taking on the Astros. Why start your games at a normal time, Major League Baseball? What are they doing, man? I don't know. I do not understand this. Makes no sense. Uh, Diamondbacks, Phillies at 6.07. So a good little night of baseball. The menu in the NHL. Got the Wings taking on the Blue Jackets. The Hawks taking on the Leafs. That is the main course. 
Hawks Leafs tonight. Yeah. Should be on national TV, I believe. Joseph Wall versus Peter Morazic. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And, and, and Bedard versus Matthews. And Bedard versus Matthews. Uh, that is your main course. Also, the Yotes taking on the Rangers. Flames taking on the Caps. Panthers taking on the Devils. And we got a Monday nighter in the NFL side of things as well. Cowboys taking on the Chargers. Question about the NHL. Looks like every single uh, game starts at 5 o'clock today. Hmm, smart. Don't get me started like, what on this damn what the schedule. It's but so then all the intermissions are at the same time. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> it's so bad. Like, every night is so bad. I wrote about this. I put my money where my mouth was, and I, I wrote some words on it as well. Friday night, you have no late game. And even, like, Saturday, it's like, it's, didn't every single team play, like, 30 teams play, something like that? Mm-hmm. It was, like, barely any divisional games. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I get it. Like it's it. There's going to be some nights where the schedule sucks. I just strongly, strongly believe your first week or so of the season should essentially be perfect. Mm-hmm. You need to draw people in, and I they're probably doing this because it's a Monday night game and it's the Dallas Cowboys at play. But come on, surely there's one game you can throw in there at 7 p.m. for us on the West Coast. Dude. I, Instead, I just got- don't see how it's possible. Speaking of scheduling, <laughs> and I actually don't. Six. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but it's a night when I'm going to be ordering DoorDash to my couch. It's October 24th when they bring out the NHL Red Zone for the very oh, first yeah. time. That's going to be a sweet. Be you fun. can't complain yeah. about scheduling on that nightly. Mm-hmm. No, well, I might be able to. <laughs> I, how are they going to do that? They talked about it. Are they going with my idea? What was your idea? My idea, this is the way the uh, Premier League does it, Soccer League. They all have one featured game, and every time somebody scores, they'll just like put that one game into a mini screen, and then cool. they'll just show the goal. And they, they don't run it with 32 teams. It would be like eight games or something like that. And so, not as many goals usually in a yeah, soccer match, yeah, too. So like, it's, not as many know, disruptions. Be interesting. It, it'll be nothing like Red Zone. Because how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a difficult thing to do. Unless yeah. you use like power plays. I know Sportsnet's tried to do it. You got to hire. Right? Remember when they used to do ice surfing and bounce yeah, around? And true. I just don't think it works the same. And also, like, let's be honest. Red zone is for degenerate. Like, no one. <laughs> I, I can take Sunday. no one. But if you polled red zone people, 99% of them are either playing fantasy or have money on the games. I, I, no one's sitting down just to be like, ah, dig into this red zone. Yeah. The way I yeah. usually do it is I'll have... A game, a game I want to watch on my TV and then on my iPad, I'll have Red Zone. And then if I know, like, someone, like, I get a notification on my fantasy and it's like, someone scored, I'll just, like, wait for it to come up. Red yeah. Zone. But I won't really. See, I'm the reverse. Fantasy. I'm Red Zone on big screen, uh, game on smaller. No, I'm invested in my Lions because we actually win football games yeah, now. Is that a shot at me? You're dialed in. You're dialed in. <laughs> um, can I give a quick shout out to somebody in the NHL? Yep. Matt Tompkins. Yeah. yeah. Matty Tompkins. 11 years ago, he was drafted to the Chicago Blackhawks in the second, seventh round. Played in Europe, played in the American League, played basically everywhere but the NHL. And last night, he got his opportunity to play. Uh, good show, Park Boy. Good show, Park Crusaders Boy. And mm-hmm. he didn't get the win, but I think he faced like 38 37 shots. 37 shots, 33 saves. And I mean, good for him. Like, never give up on your dreams, kids. Never give up on your dreams, kids. Yes. Hell yeah, Liam. <laughs> That's the kind of positivity we yes. needed on it a Monday. Cool, and he's a very yeah. nice guy. Yeah, I've, I've gotten guy. to meet him several I, times. He's just a very nice Why don't we get him on the show? Well, might call. be a little busy, but... No, yeah. You're the Crusaders guy. <laughs> I, do have, I think I have his number. Yeah, um, I, actually, I might do. Good guy on and off the ice. Congratulations to Tompkins on finally doing it. Hopefully he can stay. Hopefully like that backup job in Tampa Bay is, I don't think it's locked in. No, Jonas Johansson might suck. It's it's an opportunity for him now to to take the ball by the horns and maybe yeah. 
maybe continue his NHL career somewhere. He's got 10 weeks to prove himself. There you go. Uh, shout out to our friends at DoorDash. That was the menu. Dash that for the win. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, let's get into what we're betting on then tonight. After we, after we go through the menu, we get to our dessert. And that's our bets for the night. I have the shot prop lock of the year. Let me Give it yeah. to me. <laughs> I love that. Go on, then. <laughs> We're waiting. Tyler Bertuzzi what? over two and a half shots. Four shots in his first game, five shots in his second game. It's paying minus 110. Betway is begging us. Betway is going to take our money. Please, Tyler. Tyler Bertuzzi over two and a half shots. I like his first name <laughs> and I like his ability to go for two and a half shots. Okay. Let's see what we're I playing hate his with first name. <laughs> Okay. Austin Matthews only minus minus one fifty to, to get a score. Goal, to score. It's insane. I mean, 12 to one to get the Hattie. I'm going to bet on score at least. And yeah. then you're going to bet on Tyler Bertuzzi to go over two and a half shots. Totally. Are you going to bet the Hattie? I don't know if I can touch the Hattie. I don't know. I don't know. I'm betting the over in the Columbus Detroit game. Columbus leaking goals. Wawrenski's out now too. Ooh, you know what might be a little a decent little play here. Over five and a half in Columbus Detroit, and then just play it with over five and a half in Detroit Chicago. A little safe uh, over Chicago. Yeah, what yeah. did I say? Detroit. Ah, yeah. So you take over five and a half in Detroit Columbus. Take over five and a half in Chicago Toronto. Pays plus money. I, I got okay. one for you here. I got one more. Sorry, Jackie's yeah, go. goal. Mm. Just electric. That I'm all about the Betway boost lately, and I'm seeing this one on the front page. Stare me right in the face. Devils, Rangers, Leafs, all to win. Devils are playing the Florida Panthers. Rangers are playing the Coyotes. Uh, Leafs are like playing the, the Blackhawks. I like the Oats, though. They won me money on Friday. I told people to bet on the Oats. It, the Oats are good. Yep. It's a good day to make money on the Arizona Coyotes in a fun way. Not like last year when I would just bet against them on the puck line. And I want, dude, there was a run where I think I went like 13 and two, just being like, this is a good game to bet against the Yotes. And they did. They've, uh, they've come a long way since those dark, dark days of one year ago. And mm-hmm. um, Dallas Cowboys charges tonight. Minus one and a half. It's a trap. trap game all around. I'm not touching it. It is. It is a difficult one. I might take like some Keenan Allen props. Yeah. I might go straight up on the money line. With Who? The charges. Dude, it's all a trap. It's all a trap. The I'm over's a trap. You. This whole game's a trap. I'm riding with you. I'm going well, Chargers. If Eckler's healthy, maybe an Eckler TD. He is healthy. He is. Well, Allegedly. We'll find out. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, Cowboys are on a minus 125, too. I mean, either one's, I think, he's trap. decent. Bro, it's a drop. Over Dak Prescott. Interceptions? Point five pick. I think so. Ooh, maybe like a little parlay of like something with Dak and a TD score or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to find the uh, Austin Matthews goal parlayed with Dak Prescott pick. <laughs> it's a lot. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I could scroll through the Betway app for hours. Know, it's of very, just oh, it's yeah. the best. There's a there's a lot of good ones in it. Here's a fun one, and I'm, I'm not betting on this, but um, it's the soccer bet. So the Republic of Ireland, if they want to qualify for Euro 2024, so it's next summer, they have to lose their game today versus the Netherlands. So they might. Like, I don't know what the odds even are, but there's a chance that like, wh- sorry, whenever it is, they have to lose to the Netherlands to qualify for the championship. How? Because of tiebreakers? Because of like tiebreakers and the way it all kind of is, they have to lose in order to be able to qualify. So why are they even playing the game? Just forfeit? They should just forfeit. What? But yeah, if you want to make some money, I'd battle the Netherlands, whatever that game is. Hey, I'm, I'm now, look at me, go try to find this game. That's, yeah. That's literally what I'm doing right now. 
Greece, uh, Netherlands. Republic half. of Ireland is playing Gibraltar. Oh, Gibraltar. Maybe it's Northern Ireland. And it's one of the islands. Either way. Northern Ireland's playing Slovenia. Then where is this game? That's tomorrow. Liam, you're supposed to was the soccer report. Supposed Liam. to be reliable for this kind of stuff, Liam. Football. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Good one. Uh, we hit 93 <laughs> likes. Shout out to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That's our boy. And uh, I think we're uh, we're getting towards the end of the show here. Anything else you saw over the weekend that you liked? I, there was a couple of things that I thought were cool. Okay. Jonathan Quick. Oh, that yeah. Getting a shout out from the jackets. That was funny. That was very funny. The Anaheim Ducks beat Carolina in those jerseys. Did you like them? I think I do. I think I, like, I, like, the, I like them. I like them. I love that they do it. Like, I just love the Mighty Ducks. Would you want them to go back to them full time? Yeah, it would bring some funness to the Anaheim Ducks, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't like their look right now. I I don't love that Ducks look as much as other people. I'm somewhat a fan of the new crest, but I don't like that they also incorporated their new logo into it. And I don't like all the writing. I think just that duck head would actually be kind of cool. The colors are sweet. The colors are cool. I would love to see those jerseys in white. If they were to go to him full oh, time, no. Oh, it might look crispy, no, white with the no, eggplant no, no. and teal trim. I think I'm out on that for the sole reason of every team has a white uniform. Yeah, nobody, and, nobody has that color. Yeah, that's fair. Eggplant, Liam. Eggplant, yes. eggplant. Kind of like the color of your shirt, but not quite. This is maroon. Are we going to do this again? No, I can't <laughs> do that again. If you're new to the show, you won't get it. But uh, we're not doing that. The other thing I thought was cool, though, I don't know the coach's name. But the reaction to his first win was cool. Greg Cronin. Yeah, and it seems like the Anaheim Ducks have really like bought into this guy. I know it's been two games, yeah. but I've seen a few videos from practice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like maybe Anaheim can be that team that, like, I'm not saying they're going to be good by any means, but maybe a little bit better than people expect and mm-hmm. can take that jump again. Like, we'll see. They they have some good players yeah. compared to some of the bad teams. We aren't doing our favorite memories of the day. Um, my least favorite memory of the show is when Tyler Mulick sent me down a horrible path with that Robin Bradley <laughs> question. Really made me look like an ass. Uh, I thought it was a great question. When I saw the I chat, I was like, oh yeah, tell her, ask that one. I think we need to establish something. It's the Department of Host Safety. <laughs> uh, you guys can't, if you're going to tell me to ask get questions to the guests, you can't screw me over like that. Uh, so we're going to give Tyler Mulick a one-show suspension. We're just not going to read his comments tomorrow. Oh. Sorry, Mulick. Um, I think it's fair. I think you put me in a really bad spot. I was vulnerable. You hit a guy in a vulnerable position. Your face too. Defenseless. "Ah, So uh, Tyler Mulek, one one show suspension. You don't get your comments read tomorrow. So tell me those aren't sick. Yeah, they're kind of cool. I have found the reasoning behind my Northern Ireland Republic of Ireland. Okay. So he said. So this is (laughs) the next fixtures against Netherlands. So it says for Ireland to qualify and to be a playoff team, there cannot be more than seven teams above them in the nation's league ranking that failed to qualify automatically. So therefore Netherlands need to qualify through the qualification. Ireland need to qualify through the nation's league. Mm. Very easy stuff. Mm. Very easy. I'm sure everyone picked up. Uh, Tyler Mulek yeah. not reacting well to his suspension, <laughs> but Hey man, I don't know. I'm taking well, my give life. That like back. Give that I'm like back. Give that like back. I'll show you. I met a guy at the Oilers game the other day. Oh. Came up to me. We we're talking about the team. He's like, let's take a picture. I took a picture with him. And he was like, yeah, I watch the show all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. What do you, what's your name? Like, and he was just like, nah, I don't want to tell you. Oh. And I don't know who this guy is. He said he was going to drop a, like a keyword, like a secret phrase in here that he told me. 
So then I could know, but he wouldn't tell me his name. You got to tell me that before. I got to have my eye on the chat. There's been nothing in the chat. The chat is also banding together to protect Tyler Mulek. They're going to copy and paste his comments. Tyler Mulek's going to sneak in with like a different YouTube tomorrow. I don't know. Um, Okay, before we wrap up today, they're so funny. You guys are hilarious. Um, The people on podcast forum, you're missing out. Set a reminder. Watch yeah. the show at noon every the day. The chat is get over to the YouTube. Off. The chat's hilarious. Uh, we also are going to at some point this week debut a new segment with our friends at Crown Royal. Yes, that's right. Ugh. Cheers, Liam. Breaks. No, I saw a video that says these don't break. Um, shout I've, out to I've Crown. Seen that one too, actually. Yeah, where they just like lob it up yeah, in the yeah. air when it's empty. Uh, I would not recommend doing no. that, but I would recommend going and uh, maybe having a little whiskey tonight while you enjoy all the sports. A little Crown Royal. Yeah. Uh, the generous guy is going to be our segment. Generous guy or girl. Generosity lives in the small things. Crown Royal. Crown. Everything. Uh, I had one of these at home and it was meant to be a prop for the set. <laughs> and now when you look at it at my home studio, if you go back and watch DFO Live, down to about there because I wanted some last night. But hey. Well, Crown. And well, Cola. they're a great sponsor. They're Crown there when Cola. you need them. I'm more of a Crown and Ginger over Crown and Cola. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe we'll do when we do the segment. Maybe we'll ask people in the chat which one I, of those two is better. I think that's what I like about Crown. Oh, and, and then when you and can then, have anything. Yeah, and then when you splurge for a Crown and Ginger, and you're at the Ooh. grocery store, and you go, uh, foresight. I'm going to buy a lime. Oh, oh lime. yeah, some lime in there. That, that is. Maybe we should just let's, get into this after let's, the show. You know what? Video. Shout out to our new friends at Crown Royal. We'll have a fun. I love Crown Royal. I love the purple bag too. Yes. That's what I use at hockey to keep. I have one of the pro bags. I keep my sock tape and my stick tape in a little. Multi use. They got your back at Crown Royal. Shout out to Crown Royal. We have a lot of new friends. Uh, Hashtag Team Tyler trending in the chat. Your arm check. I'm going to assume you're all talking about me. What's the crown? Tyler, when you left uh, the pregaming show the other day for the last 15 minutes, the chat turned into some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen on there of what you would and wouldn't let Tyler do or Gavin do because he took your spot. I I had some tears in my eyes reading it. It was pretty good. Keep it up on Tuesday, people. All right. That is a wrap on today's edition of the show. A big shout out to Crown Royal, DoorDash, Betway, Alberta, Blue Cross. Star Mechanical, Cornerstone Insurance, Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, Sherwood Ford. Tomorrow is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. And as always, it'll come to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Thanks for tuning in. New episode of Real Life dropping later today. New episode of the DFO Rundown is out right now as well. Plenty of hockey content for you. We'll be back tomorrow, 12.01 Mountain Time to get set for Oilers Preds. Chat with you then. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com.